Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello and welcome to Being Green. I'm Glynis Crook. Leaders from some 200 countries, businesses, NGOs and activists will be gathering in Glasgow from Sunday to attend the United Nations Climate Conference COP26. The talks are widely seen by experts as a make-or-break moment for the planet and hope that delegates will recommit to net zero fossil fuel emissions by 2050 as well as big reductions by 2030. On the African front, many leaders and experts have pointed out that while we contribute only a small fraction of global greenhouse gas emissions, the impacts of climate change on the continent are significant. To find out more about what Africa can expect from the conference, I'm joined on the line now by Dr. Nicholas Simpson, who's a postdoctoral research fellow at UCT's African Climate and Development Initiative, but he's also one of the lead authors for the chapter on Africa Climate Change Impacts, Adaptation and Vulnerability of the recent Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change Report. So, Nick, if you could start off by describing to us, please, what kind of what are these impacts that we are seeing across Africa? Hi, Glenis, and good morning to your listeners. Africa has seen significant impacts already across the continent. They range from sectoral types of impacts, for example, impacts to water security, food security, health, um, and economies, as well as regional impacts. So certain parts of the continent have been affected in different ways. So the impacts have been substantial and quite severe already. Why are we seeing this greater impact in Africa? So parts of Africa have actually warmed faster than the global average warming to date. So it makes sense that if there's been greater warming here, um, those impacts would be bigger because of the larger exposure. But probably the biggest determinant of those impacts is the fact that Africa is particularly vulnerable to climate change. And by vulnerable, I mean we have lower capacity to adapt to the shocks and stresses that come with a climate that is weird, a climate that is different to the historical patternings of how we make food, how we relate to the environment, how our economies are constructed. I think also that there's a very, very heavy dependence on subsistence farming in Africa, something like 70% of the population rely on that, which I would imagine would obviously be hugely affected by these increased extreme weather events that we're having. 100%, yeah. I think it's even more than that. It depends on the figures, but Food and Agricultural Association would say over 90% of Africa's subsistence farmers are rain-fed, so they're exposed to the variations and the changes in seasonalities that are coming with climate change. One of the big issues I know for Africa in this forthcoming conference is the question of money, basically. Our South African Environment Minister Barbara Creasy mentioned it the other day. Other leaders have mentioned it as well. In fact, developed countries had promised huge amounts of money but haven't been so forthcoming with it to fund adaptation projects. Yeah, 
And this is a, a major theme of discussion. The least developed countries negotiating at COP will be highlighting, for example, funding for adaptation finance for Africa between 2014 and 2018. It didn't exceed 5.5 billion US dollars per year. Now, $5 billion might sound a lot, but that only comes to about $5 per person in Africa per year, which is well below the estimate of the adaptation costs for Africa currently, let alone for the future, which needs to significantly increase. Nick, we're running out of time, but if you could summarize in a nutshell What are African countries going to be asking for at COP26 and what are they likely to get? So African countries will be negotiating. They receive at least the committed 100 billion, their share of the committed 100 billion dollars per year that was established at the Paris Agreement. Whether they get that or not remains to be seen and a lot depends on who attends and what gets ratified and agreed at the conference. For Africa, it's really important, though, that the finance that they receive can come in grants, not in loans. Um, At the moment, the majority of finance that's come to Africa has come in loans, which has increased the debt burden of many African governments who are already facing significant debt repayments. Um, And so to load climate finance debt repayments on top of existing is brutal. So funding a big issue for African countries as they go into those negotiations at COP26 and of course huge amount of African agriculture over 70% rain fed so that will be a very big issue. Thanks to Dr. Nicholas Simpson a postdoctoral research fellow at UCT's African Climate and Development Initiative and that's it for this week till next time from me Glynis Crook take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. Mm-hmm.